Jetsbarbecue.net. From the Jetro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station. For 106.3 KNCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We forgot to um, mention this early in the program. When we were talking about 1998 and Iowa State finally ended the, the long streak uh, of getting trounced by the Hawkeyes, uh, they went into Kinnick Stadium as a 28-point underdog, Trent? 28 is the number. I have a database that goes back to 1995, and yes, the number was 28. Hawkeyes favored by four touchdowns. Final score, Iowa State 27, Iowa 9. All right, so we shall see. This week, obviously, it's a new chapter in that rivalry. Bill Bender covers college football for the Sporting News. He was in the shoe last week. Let's go back before we go forward, Bill. As always, thank you for doing this for us. What, uh, what, did, what, was your, what lesson did you learn, or what did you learn last week that you, uh, made, that you thought maybe differently prior to the season? Um, I mean, Florida... Obviously, it's a big story now. Just about Ohio State Notre Dame being in the box that they and my two takeaways were not all that uncommon from everybody else. I mean, one, Ohio State played very good run defense. Jim Knowles is a difference maker from a scheme standpoint. Um, two, I thought Notre Dame played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't win the game, but they they just couldn't run the ball enough to win on the road. If that makes sense, if they could have run the ball a little bit better. They would have had a chance in that game because I think their defense is pretty darn good. There was a lot of talk about that was the kind of game that Ohio State needed. It was not the high-flying offense that we've seen from the Buckeyes, a shootout that they end up winning. Instead of winning this game 38-27, winning it 21-10, maybe said more about the Buckeyes that they can win a phone booth game and they can do it by being physical. Was that a takeaway from you, Bill? Yeah, and you know what? It's a Big Ten thing sometimes right that like you could see how ryan day was practically beaming afterward and you would have thought well what you you know you guys expected to score 50 points mm-hmm. and be this finesse team yes i think they definitely took some joy in beating notre dame in that fashion that wasn't pretty it reminded me as i wrote sunday it reminded me of the old trestle game where you know they just used field position unsung heroes tough defense and kind of closed it out with the running game. And uh, that kind of thing makes true Ohio State fans, at least the ones I know, pretty happy. And Trestle was in the building as, as well mm-hmm. as his championship team, or some of them, uh, last week. Bill, just one, one more on last week before we get to this week. Um, the demise of, of Georgia, or, or the, the slow start, it's going to take them a while to, <laughs> to figure it out with all these new guys. I don't know if that was more on Oregon. Uh, I didn't think Georgia would have this kind of start. I just didn't. And, oh, my gosh, they just overwhelmed the Ducks. Yeah, I thought they were the biggest story of the weekend, the way that they just drilled them. And I was watching that game in the press box. It was on in the TV in front of me, so I did get to see it. And Stetson Bennett and the offense looking unstoppable, running the ball, throwing the ball. I think, you know, six six different guys had a big catch. Um and their defense is still good. It, it might not be 
last year's defense in it. On the other hand, it might be. Um, You know, he's recruited very well. So I do think there is some separation between one, two, and three and everybody else. And that's what makes it interesting is I think Clemson and Michigan in particular, that's why their quarterback kind of quandaries are going to weigh so heavily because I think they're the next two in line. Going on at the same time was that Florida game against Utah. It was incredibly impactful. And now seeing Richardson, what he was able to do, the two-point conversion, the running ability, how good can this Florida team be? I mean, is is 10-2 and a possibility even for them? And maybe pull that upset against Georgia and give themselves at least consideration in the East, or is that too much in Napier's first year? Well, I think those expectations are going to go through the roof they can go ahead and double down and beat Kentucky this weekend, which I picked. Um, I am giving myself a pat on the back. I did do well on the pick. <laughs> Good. Last week. Um, not, not great, I, but I know how quickly that can from experience. Um, so, yeah, I think Florida Florida is, is got a chance to do that. And, and if that happens, and if Tennessee beats Pitt, you know, it's been a while, guys, since we've watched a huge Tennessee-Florida game, and that could be a lot of fun here in a couple weeks if they can do that. Well, you were seventeen and zero straight up and twelve and four against the spread. Twelve four and one. That is pretty darn good. Uh, you can read Bill's picks at SportingNews.com. He's picked every one of the top twenty-five matchups. All right, so let's get to number one, Alabama and Texas. Is this going to be a close game? Is this going to be a game that you know? Will Will I stay with this game while waiting for Cyhawk Bill? As it's an eleven o'clock kick and Iowa State Iowa kicks off at three. Will this one keep me glued? I think it'll keep you for at least. A half, uh, because I watched Quinn Ewers Monday. That was one of my priorities this week. I wanted to just sit down and watch. And, you know, uh, he, the whole game, his whole kind of bag. And, you know, so much gets put on him for the long ball, kind of looks like John Daly, kind of throws it like Jeff George. You remember him, mm-hmm. he's got that. But I think there's more to it than that. I, you know, he was very good in the intermediate passing game. He made some good decisions with the football. They have some playmakers on offense. I think they're going to score some points. I'm more worried about the other side. I just don't know. Alabama looks teed off. I could use a stronger word. I won't on the air. But you know what I mean? They they look pretty angry. And they did not mess around last week. And I think they're just going to score too many points. And it feels like a 49-28 type game. Well, shootout a possibility. I'm not going to see a snap of this one, but it's 2.30 on ABC. It's a good game, Trent. Pitt playing host to Tennessee. We saw what the Volunteers were able to do year number one last year offensively. Pitt now with Slovis. They're going to be able to move the football first to 40, first to 50. How many points is it going to take to win this one? I think it'll be in the 30s, high 30s. And, and you know, they, they went back and forth last year. Tennessee's really good. Hendon Hooker, this is a big game for Tennessee. Yeah. And it's, uh, if they can get this one, then, then we'll start to believe in the balls and what they can do, um, offensively, especially with Hendon Hooker. So I, I do think they're going to win. It's hard to bet against the spread on Pitt there. And, you know, I, I want to see where that, how they come out after what well, was just a splendid first game there on uh, the Backyard Brawl last Thursday. It was terrific, no doubt about it. Uh, Bill, I want to get your take on Cyhawk. I know you don't; it's not part of your write-up. We'll do that in a second. I want to go to this game, and you're right. This is a good reason to, you know, if you're on the East Coast, to stay up and watch a game that kicks at 10-15. We'll see this game as a conference game next year. Baylor and BYU. BYU going there can be tricky. Baylor's... Um, 
you know, it's obviously when you're picking the Big 12 Conference, it's a coin flip for like you make a case for a bunch of them. I landed on Baylor. I want to see Baylor and BYU, Bill. This guy, this is kind of one of those sneaky under the radar games. Yeah, it is. And, you know, good game last year. I got Baylor. I think they're going to win, but, you know, it's tough playing Provo. BYU is one of those teams that we got a tough schedule, good quarterback in Hall, good running game. Baylor showed last week that, you know, they lost a lot of skill guys but they still have that experienced offensive line that can push you around. I mean, I know it was against a weak opponent, but still, I mean, this is this is one of the more fun week two games. You got to stay up late to watch it, but that's that's why we have college football. You can uh, you don't have to get up till one on Sunday to watch NFL. So stay up late and watch it. That's right. We got a very nice late window coming up this week. Uh, one in the evening window on ABC. I'm intrigued by Stanford. You know, before the injuries hit last year. They were okay. They were not as bad as certainly they looked a season ago. Maybe I still just have a belief in Sean, what he can do. At USC, they used three pick six last week to beat Rice. I don't think Stanford's going to do that to him this week. Tricky spot here, making a road trip to Stanford Stadium. What do you see with the Trojans of the Cardinal? Yeah, um, obviously uh, exciting spotlight game for Lincoln Riley. And I. this is another one. You know, inevitably, I can't watch them all on Saturday, mm-hmm. especially when I'm in the press box. The USC's in the team. I'm excited because I'm home this weekend. I'm going to sit and watch this game. I'm going to watch Caleb Williams. I'm going to see what he's about. He struggled on the road last year. He didn't play well at Kansas, uh, Baylor, or Oklahoma State. So that's kind of what I'm zeroed in on. Um, Emmett Smith's son uh, for EJ, for Stanford, had a breakout game, too. So and I, that will remind you guys that I, that you guys know I'm a Packers fan. One time I told Emmett Smith when I interviewed him that he ruined my childhood. That happened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, Bill, last thing. We'll let you, we'll get you out of here on this. We appreciate it. We get Bill Bender each and every week during the college football season. Um, Cyhawk is, uh, Iowa State, Iowa. Iowa's won the last six games. Iowa was, it was a tough watch offensively last week. Um, it's, it's, it's the biggest game in our state uh, by, by a long ways, uh, each and every year. Uh, any opinion on the Cyhawk tilt? Well, I mean, it goes both ways here. So something's going to have to give in terms of Iowa, obviously. Which paper did the headline without the, uh, uh the Gazette. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well they, done. They, they need a, I was a page designer back in the day. That, that's an AP winner right there. Yeah. Um, so either they get the offense going and continue this streak against Iowa State, or this is Matt Campbell's best shot to get it done. And you guys know there's always goofiness with this game, one or two plays. I mean, they've had a lot of close ones. They've had some blowouts. I love the spotlight for you guys. It's it's a little less light than they've had in the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. But I do think the pressure's on Iowa to get the offense going, continue that streak, and figure it out behind Spencer Petras. Great stuff, Bill Bender. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Bill. No problem. Here, guys. Thank you, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Good stuff uh, out of Bill Bender. Well, we will, uh, by the way, uh, Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway is coming up this hour. Mm-hmm. We've moved it from Friday to Thursdays during the uh, football season. Friday just got too, too much. Yes. Uh, don't have time. Thursdays are getting too, too much. <laughs> Very busy as well. But we'll do Claxon's about 11.50. We'll do Cappy next. But before we go to our break... Are you ready to go on record and um, you know, make some picks as we how we see the season and then yes. look back and uh, wipe the egg off our face at some point? I'm ready. We did do awful last year. That's we were pretty said. good. And, and baseball, looking back, I remember we did that after the All-Star break. We're, 
we're trending in a good direction. I mean, it's only taken, what, you 26 years and myself 20 years to kind of get this thing figured out maybe a little bit. You think we do? You think we're, you think we're at this <laughs> or point? Or it could come crashing down very quickly. AFC East, I think this is an easy one. This uh, is the free square. All right, so Buffalo, let's go to the AFC North. This is where it gets tricky. I know who you're going to pick. Yeah. You're going to take Baltimore. You've been all over this Baltimore team. Since before the draft. Uh-huh. No, yeah, you're not Johnny come lately no. to this. And Trent, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you've sold me. Give me the Bengals. All right. I, I know you wanted to go Cincinnati there, but we will also make our wild card teams. We'll see if the Bengals make it to the south. Here's something. So I put Indianapolis down. I was incredibly close, though. To who? To taking Jacksonville just because of the price betting wise. And in fact, I'm going to do that. I'm what, gonna, are, what are they to win the division? Plus 750. And them to make the playoffs is four to one. Look, if they're going to make the playoffs, it's only going to be. They win the division. Right. And it might be eight, nine. Yeah. But at plus 750, year from hell, Urban Meyer stunk. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence healthy. Mm-hmm. Can they get to nine and eight, eight, nine and. Maybe get a tiebreaker, go their way. At plus 750, I think it's worth a bet. I'm not going to do it for our picks, yeah. but I'm going to give it a shot at least in betting winner. But it's Colts for me. Uh, it's Colts for me, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on the Colts. AFC West, toughest division in football, most competitive division in football. Mm-hmm. Hear that tossed around a lot. I tend to agree with it. I'm going to pick the Chargers. You're going on the Chargers. I'm going Kansas City. Six in a row for the Chiefs. So I took the Bengals in the north. Did you put me down for that? Joke? Oh, you did. I'm taking the Bengals. Okay, yeah, you, I'm you're going Cincinnati. All right, I, I had Baltimore down. I thought I talked you into it, but you're going Cincinnati. You did, but I can't do it. Um, Are you? Does Baltimore make the wild card? Oh, let's do the wild card. Yes, yes, yes they do. All right, uh, they get one. Chiefs. Yeah, gotta have them in there. Yep. I mean, you'd feel silly, right? If we got to January right, and they get the Lombardi yeah. Trophy, and there's a parade in February, right? Need one more. You got Baltimore. You got Kansas City. The seventh team in the playoffs from the AFC is. Uh, I want to do it. Trent. Just do your team. Okay, Denver. All right. Well, Denver does also make the playoffs for me. My wild cards are Denver, Chargers, and Miami. Miami. See, that's a trendy, sneaky yeah. pick. I got to take a what look at What do they win? Rounds. How many games do they win? Ten. Ten and seven. Yeah. That gets them in. They yeah. get in the back door. In fact, they might be the seven seed. Taking I, on the I could see that. All right, NFC. To the north we go. Um, I'm buying the hype in Philly. So am I. Yeah. So am I. If, if we would have done this exercise in May. I, I bet Dallas to win the division in May. June. But come July is when I started to really. Mm-hmm, me too. I think we missed some value, but here we're Philadelphia on both sides. Give me the Vikings in the north. Come on. Yes, I'm doing it. Give me the Vikings in the north. Great offense. Improving defense. I like the defense. New coach. Mm-hmm. New regime. Mm-hmm. New life. The head coach likes his quarterback. It's a change there. Uh, it's a change. Uh, I can't do it. All I right. just I want to do it. I can't do it. Give me the Packers. Green Bay. All right, just go to the south. I think we're going to be in lockstep You here. really do. Because you're on, you're on the Saints, aren't you? I am on the Saints. And I'm also on New Orleans. You. That's one. I swayed you Baltimore. I'm jumping aboard with the Saints. This Tampa thing, this Brady thing is weird. Trent, I, I think that this comes crashing down for yeah. Tom Brady. Look how foolish we're going does, to Does he make it to January? Does he make it to the end of the season? With uh, with an injury or just walk away from the game? Either. What I'll kind say... of odds would I say that his season ends before week 18? Two to one? He probably. Yeah. I, I, I think Plus it's... 150? 
it's going to be if if it does, it's an. She's not walking away from the game. I don't think he's a quitter. Yeah, I just that, don't see fair. that. Yep. Um, West, San Francisco. Me too. All right. So we outside of the North, we are in lockstep. My wild card teams are the Rams, okay, the Packers, and my long shot. Give me Carolina and Baker Mayfield. See, I got them at six and a half was their win total. Ooh, I that's love a good that one. play. Yes. Uh, my wild card teams are the Cowboys. You are going Dallas. I'm okay. taking Dallas. I think it's going to be a dogfight, those two teams. Yeah. I think one of them will get to 10. I'll put the Buccaneers in grudgingly. Mm-hmm. And for my third wild card team, the defending champs. Got to have the Rams. Got to have the yeah. Super Bowl matchup is. So I'm going off the board. It's one that I have locked in, um, and I looked at a price a while back. You can get this one, a rematch, well, the one that we saw of the Harbaugh boy. And where are you finding this? This was, uh, I think it was DraftKings, but I'm not positive. I'm, I'm going to try to find that certainly by tomorrow so Super or tonight Bowl, before Super the Bowl exacta. Right. I love it. Dallas, or just Dallas, Baltimore against San Francisco. And I think it was like 80 or 90 to 1 That's when I saw it this one. summer. So I'm going to be jumping back aboard there. Baltimore over San Francisco. Uh, you're partway right. I've got San Francisco representing the NFC. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. With who winning? The Chargers. The Chargers. Chargers, Niners. Chargers finally. I remember that Super spell. Bowl. It yeah. was not good for the Chargers. No, it wasn't good for the Chargers. Dennis Gibson played in that game. Yes, he did. That was a pizza place in Uptown Ankeny. Yes. Um, that might be a dinner destination. You know tonight. what? It's good pizza too, Trent. It really is. Or not tonight. Tomorrow night tomorrow is night. up in Ankeny. Yeah. And there's a there's a right across the street. There's a restaurant called Trails End. Um, really good food. Mm-hmm. Um, craft beer. It's um, we go for breakfast there, or we did. Then we got a dog. Um, <laughs> it's really throwing a wrench into things, hasn't it? Really, I can't leave them at home. I just won't leave them. Um, but it's really good place. Trails and Trailside. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, check out Dennis Gibson's spot. Yeah, it's in the old Bear Restaurant. For those of you oh, longtime yeah. Ankeny uh, residents, Bears was there for. Oh God, I spent a lot of money in the. We spent a lot <laughs> really? of money in the Bears. So much, so good. Right next door to the to the Clipper. Oh, the Clip Joint. I've stopped there a time or two. It's a great little. Yes, di- it it's is. a dive. It is. Uh, Taco. Tuesdays, there's a line outside the door. Really? It has been since I moved to Ankeny in the 90s. Uh, anyways, there's your Ankeny update brought to you by the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. We'll take a time out. Off to Chicago. Invoices in the mail. <laughs> we shall go. David Kaplan joins us next. It's Des Moines Sports Station with Miller and Condon, 106.33 on KXNO. Are you ready for Thursday night football? Tonight, feel the excitement of opening night with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And DraftKings, they're giving you new customers out there a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of the season. Bet 5 bucks on to the game tonight. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus trend for everybody, tonight's game, everyone can experience the thrill of the DraftKings early win promotion. Here's how it works, and it couldn't be any more simple. You either bet on the Bills or the Rams to win, so in money line. Mm -hmm. If your team gets up seven points at any time in the game, you win, regardless if your team holds on or not. So I'm taking the Rams tonight. So if they score a touchdown the first minute of the game, your account gets credited. I put a money line bet in, boom, 7 nothing. 
in the account. Bet cashes. Love that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code KXNO. New customers, $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on Thursday night football. Again, promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-IAN.ORG. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know. Companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens... They take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. Wherever you get podcasts. You may have heard me talking this summer about Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's an upscale sports bar serving high-end favorites. Well, now it's open. Just off the Douglas exit on 8035, 121st Street in Urbandale, that's where you'll find Fat Charlie's. And you'll find cold beer, good drinks, and great food. Fat Charlie's now open in... Make sure you tell him Heather sent you in. Now back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, just past 1130 on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The Big Ten is releasing its conference basketball schedule. Mm. Uh, Wisconsin comes to Carver on December 3rd. Uh, Chad Lysico just tweeted this. How about this 10-day stretch? November 29th versus Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. 3rd of December hosts Wisconsin. Off to New York on the 6th to play Duke. And then back to Iowa City to take on Iowa State on the 8th. Pretty salty 10-day yes. slate. Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, Duke, and Iowa State. David Kaplan joins the program. No, it's not Wednesday or Thursday, and this is where Cappy will reside throughout football season. Cap, first of all, thanks for being flexible and uh, and making this uh, possible, as we got to use Mitch in that spot on Wednesdays, but you'll have it back before long. How are you, Cap? I know a lot of people like to have their appetizer or their dessert before the main court. Oh, hold this, I said. <laughs> I certainly will say that. Uh, absolutely. Hey, Cap, one on baseball before we get into the Bears. Uh, just because, you know, like, if you're a Cubs fan, not a lot to cheer in this year, right? The, but you know what? A couple of nights ago, I found myself uh, just um, on the edge of my seat hoping Wisniewski would get through that game. Like that story, obviously, looks as though the Cubs made a nice trade there, getting rid of Efros, who was good, but he's 28, and uh, they got a young pitcher who may find his way into the starting rotation. Five strong in his debut, strikes out eight. Uh, Cap, and he was fooling some major league batters. Uh, they didn't know where that slider was going. That was one of the one of the things you look forward to is maybe seeing a glimpse of the future. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I sat there watching it. He had four hitless innings. He gets to the ninth. I think he got the first hitter. I'm thinking, wow, five hitless. That's pretty damn impressive in your major league debut. And then he gave up a couple of hits and then emerged unscathed, unscored upon do you know that he is the first pitcher since 1901 to have a major league debut of five or more innings, allow no runs, and two or less hits, and strike out at least eight? Hadn't happened in 111 years. I had no idea. That even makes it better. Yeah, one of the one of those good stories. Well, uh, Cap, uh, one on the White Sox before we get to the uh, before we get to the uh, Bears, etc. So. 
play what if with me. If if this team gets in and Miguel Cairo has them playing uh, at uh, playoff baseball, they find a way to get to the playoffs. They've clinched their spot. Um, but all of a sudden, Larusa's he wants to come back. Does he come back, Cap? Would they just automatically, you know, because I'm, I'm not saying it's not uh, that, that he's at fault for this, but they're playing different under Cairo, it's seemingly. How do they handle Larusa if he comes back, if he's cleared medically? Great question. I had Bob Nightingale on the other day, and, you know, Bob is the guy who broke the news that the White Sox were even going to interview Larusa. Everyone scoffed. What a stupid report. He was right. Then he said, they're hiring him. Oh, there's no way. What a stupid report. Well, he was right. Again, we got to realize, Bob lives in Scottsdale. So does Tony. Tony's being treated at the Mayo Clinic Scottsdale. Bob's wired on this whole thing. So he was on my show two days ago on TV, and he said, Tony absolutely wants to come back this season. It's up to the doctors. And he absolutely wants to manage next year. Bob said, I think it's 50-50 if the doctors will let him do that. So we'll see what happens in terms of him coming back if his health permits. I think it will. Uh, But I don't see any scenario where the White Sox say, "Eh, you know what, we're playing good baseball. We're not going to let you come back until next year. I don't think that happens. The White Sox now within two games of the division, played well over the weekend against the Twins, and now they got a shot, a real shot here of making a run. And a big part of that is Johnny Cueto. Watching him the other night, even in a losing effort, the guy's a wizard. What I, I think I saw the number 17 of his 20 starts, or 16 out of 20. He's gone six innings or more in that. In today's baseball, that's incredible, and especially for an old guy. What have you seen out of Cueto in this renaissance? Ponce de Leon in the fountain of youth all of a sudden for Cueto. Well, it's amazing because he doesn't have that upper 90s fastball that he used to have. He used to be that guy that, holy smokes, he's going to blow you away, whether he elevates, whether he's throwing his slider at 92 and his fastball at 98. He's not that guy anymore, but he is a brilliant tactician in how to pitch. And, you know, the other night, they get him zero run support. It was one nothing when he came out of the ball game, and then the bullpen gave up a two-run homer. They lose 3 nothing to a really good pitcher in Logan Gilbert. Uh-huh. So, yes, he didn't win, but every time that dude takes the ball, basically, he gives you a chance to have a victory. And I don't think anyone saw that because they signed him, if you remember correctly, to a minor league deal, and he wasn't even with the major league team until mid-May. Uh, do they get in, Cap? I think they do. I do think they get in because, A, Cleveland and Minnesota are not world beaters. Do I think the White Sox are a world beater? No, they're not as good as I had thought they would be at the start of the year. A lot of it is they make dumb baseball plays, make errors. They're not a great defensive team. But I do think, for some reason, they had a players-only meeting. Players only. No coaches, no nothing, no interim manager. And they said, guys, we got 30 days left. Let's just have as much fun as we can. And if we pull a muscle running the first, we'll pull a muscle. Just play as hard as we can, have as much fun as we can. And from that point on, 
all of a sudden they're two games out of first waking up this morning. Pretty impressive. Uh, Bears off the field before on the field. We saw some of the renderings of what the uh, new stadium may look like in the former home of uh, of a palace, Arlington Park racetrack that was when it certainly first opened, and, and I think towards the end uh, still was a very uh, shiny object. Uh, your thoughts on that, Cap? And boy, it sure seems as though the Bears are moving forward. Yeah, I don't think there's any scenario that they're not going to be in Arlington Heights. I mean, they've already said hey, we're not entertaining any other proposals, including the city of Chicago renovating Soldier Field. That's not even on the table. There's a meeting tonight open to the public where people can protest or support whatever they want. And I think in the end, they'll have to come to some type of a compromise on public dollars being used, not for the physical plant of the stadium, but the development around it, mm-hmm. the Bears want to be able to reap all those benefits, but they're asking for taxpayer dollars to develop it. And they may get something, but look, they're a $5.2 billion franchise, and I saw a valuation the other day that if they get the right stadium and right surrounding restaurants, bars, hotels, casino, naming rights deal, the franchise will be worth $10 billion. <laughs> you don't need my tax dollars. To do that now, if you tell me, well, they've got to widen the express lanes coming up there, and they got to widen the exits, and they got to Route 53 has to be replowed and done, and I 90 coming from the airport has to. That's not on the Bears to pay for that. That is improvement, not just for game day, for everyone that goes to work in that path every single day. So I got no problem if tax dollars are being used to improve the infrastructure leading to the stadium. But I'm not going to give billionaire owners, and that's what they are, my tax dollars so they can become bigger billionaires. So as it pertains to season ticket holders, has there been anything that's been released? How many people actually live in the city that go to games, and how many people live in the suburbs anymore? And would make this maybe even an easier transmit, getting there and getting in and out of the game. Has those figures been released at all, Cappy, that you've seen? They haven't. I can tell you that in the Chicago what they call the DMA, the area is a little over 7 million people. That is Grundy County and uh, Lake County and Cook County, DuPage County, in that whole area, about 7 million, maybe a shade above that. I think people are moving out of the city because there's, unfortunately, more crime here. And I think they are moving more to the suburbs. So there'll be plenty of people that are season ticket holders that are going to go, whoa, I live in Arlington Heights, you're building by me, or I live in Schaumburg, or I live in Elgin. It'll be a way easier commute. Everything will be fresh, new, and different. All right, let's get to on the field, Cap. And, and I'm not a Bears fan. My partner is. Uh, I sense, Cap, that maybe the gloom and doom that was there prior to training camp, I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs, but I don't think, I get a feel it's not going to be as bad as some of the naysayers uh, prior to the uh, prior to August. The, the offensive line seemed to come together. Uh, I think that people are starting to realize that maybe Fields is the guy that they thought he was going to be when they moved up to get him. Uh, not going to be a playoff team, but maybe not going to be as bad as uh, originally thought. Uh, that's how I see the season, fair or unfair. I mean, I think you're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. I'm one of those naysayers. I don't see it. There were 77, I did the numbers the other day, 77 guys were under contract the day Ryan Poles was named the new general manager. 
There's 19 of them left. They did not spend appreciable money in free agency to replace those people. They did not have a first-round pick. So they got 15 rookies, six of whom were undrafted, and some of those were released by other teams. So where is enough talent around Justin Fields that there should be optimism that this is an 8, 9, 10-win team, as uh, some of my callers who I think are wrong keep expressing, Cap, you're just a hater. I'm not being a hater. I hope they go 17-0. I hope they win the Super Bowl 100 to nothing. I just don't see it. I don't think there's enough blocking. I don't think there's enough receivers. I think the receiver room is embarrassingly bad. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown comes in from Green Bay where he caught with the two-time back-to-back year MVP quarterback. He caught exactly zero touchdowns last year. Uh uh, Byron Pringle, who's been injured, is now back at practice. Byron Pringle was let loose by Kansas City when they knew they were not going to re-sign Tyreek Hill. They were going to trade him. You would think, well, we got this kid who's really fast. Pringle, let's hang on to him. They let him out. You can go to Chicago. E.Q. Brown, you can go to Chicago. I just don't see the playmakers. Now, again, I love Justin, and I think he eventually will be a franchise quarterback. I just don't understand the optimism for this team. Big news at Soldier Field. They're going from Kentucky Bluegrass to Bermuda Grass. What, if anything, do we need to know about this, Cappy? So I don't, I'm not a, uh, what would it be called, a, an agronomist? Is that what they do? <laughs> yeah, yep. I think it's agronomist. I'm not an agronomist, but everything I've read is that Bermuda Grass doesn't hold up well in cold weather. Now, the Bears do have heated or heating coils underneath the field so that they can keep the field reasonably warm. I don't care how hot those coils are when it's going to be you know, 15 degrees with a wind chill of minus seven, the field's going to be cold. The field's going to be frozen. So I don't know how Bermuda grass is going to hold up. I I'm sure smarter people than me know what they're doing and they'll probably have to resod during the season. We're going to find out, but if, Bermuda grass was such a layup. Why the hell have we not had Bermuda grass five years ago here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cap, uh, how many games do they win? Get you out of here on this. Five. Five, five games. Well. Ooh. So, and that's, that's got to be tip. what's what's the total? Is it does it reach six? It it was six and a. It is six and a half. It's some book. I think you can find it on FanDuel now. It's down to five and a half because there's so much money on the under. Heavily juiced a lot of places, too. Yeah. On the under. yeah. So the last I saw, I think on points bet, it was six and a half minus 190. Jesus. Mm. Jesus, I'll say. Yeah. yeah, points bet available here in the state of Iowa. Cap, great stuff. I appreciate it as always. Again, thanks for moving to Thursday. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, David Kaplan. I look forward to it. Yep, see you, buddy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, uh, sponsors our man Cappy. He'll be with us on Thursday. If you're uh, looking for, got a project inside, outside, you need manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your project. Uh, they've got over 200 color and pattern combinations. You can check out the website, centurionstoneofiowa.com, but visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. All right, Trent, we've busied out the phone lines. Prior to doing this, though, because Claxon's coming up, Yeah, uh, we have another contest that we'd like to make you aware mm-hmm. of. Um, we gave away the Cyhawk tickets last week, asked you the total yards. In the southeast uh, South Dakota State Iowa game, 
There was a lot of 700s, a lot of 800s. We had to go in, into the double digits to find our winner. Ed, congratulations. He had 69 yards, and he won. And he won. And he won, because it's closest without, without going, going over. over. So the next contest is up, and if you want to win tickets, it's a night game, Trent. It is. It's going to be a fun one there at Kinnick, Kinnick at night. It's special, even if it is Nevada coming to town. Indeed they are. So go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. There you will see the uh, the details. Uh, total yards in the Seahawks game. Both teams closest without going over. Closest without going over. Uh, and if you're that person, and you use the hashtag Fuller Dental, you have to use the hashtag Fuller Dental. You have to be in by 2.59, the contest closes. But... Speaking of contest closing, we've got one opening right now. It's time to give away or give a, a four of you an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. 515-284-5966. If you have not played in the last 30 days, you're eligible. If you're getting a ring, stay there. You're in. Claxons giveaway next. Miller in Condon, 106.3. K- After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. See you there. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the Urology all right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, time to give away Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's in Altoona. In business for 30, for no, 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. thereabouts. 3131 8th Street Southwest in, in Altoona. I need some of that brisket. Yeah. That Andy, does sound awful. That brisket good. sandwich that Andy brought the letter. It's very good. No doubt about that. I love the sausage as well. Yeah. Anyways, um, we're going to do Claxons on Thursday throughout the entirety of the football season. Ron, Aaron, Drew, and Zach will give you four games. If you get the most right, it'll be a tiebreaker situation. The runner, the winner will get $35 in Claxons Grub. The runner-up, 25 you can find them online, klaxonbbq.com. Uh, let's go to Ron, first of all. Ron, welcome. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Does Iowa turn the ball over? Uh, no, not this week. How many times has it been? How many years in a row has it been? Five. Is it five or six yeah. years they haven't had a turnover? All right, so you're going no, Ron. You're on record. Iowa's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you taking? I am taking Iowa because Iowa State can't beat Iowa. And they have At home, I'll take Iowa. All right. The over-under is 40-and-a-half, Ron. You want the over or the under? Let's go to the over. Uh, the longest field goal will come off the foot of a Hawkeye or a Cyclone? The uh, Hawkeye. All right. Here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over, regardless of what quarterback's in the game. Total passing yards, both teams. Passing yards, both teams. Closest without going over, Ron. 
Okay, I'll say 537. Ron, enjoy the game. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate it. Aaron is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Do the Hawkeyes turn the ball over? Yep. I was a three and a half point favorite. I'll take the Hawks. Uh, over under is 40 and a half. Over or under? Under. Longest field goal will come off the foot of a Hawk or a clone? Hawkeye. Uh, tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Total passing yards, both teams. I'll say 375. Aaron, enjoy the game. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Drew, Drew just sent me a text that he talked to me in a couple of minutes. Well, here he is. <laughs> Hello, Drew. Uh, how are you? Hey, Kenny. Hey, I'd be better if your Blue Jays didn't take three out of four out here at Kenny. And I enjoyed, you know what? I'll survive. I enjoyed each and every one of those. Well, not one of them. Uh, anyways, uh, do the Hawks come in a turnover? Yes, they do. I was a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Clones. I'll take the three-and-a-half points. Give me the Clones. Taking the points. Over-under is 40-and-a-half. Over or under? Under. Clone or Hawk kicked the longest field goal? It'll be the Hawkeye. All right. total uh, Tiebreaker. Total yards. Both teams. Closest without going over. I'll go with 451, Kenny. Drew, enjoy the game. Thank you. Good to hear from you. And uh, Zach brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Zach. Hello. Uh, do the Hawkeyes commit a turnover? Of course. Uh, Iowa, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State. Over or under 45 point, 45 and a half points? Under. 40-and-a-half points. Under, you got it. Uh, longest field goal, Hawkeye or clone kick it? Iowa State. Tiebreaker, total passing yards, both teams. Closest without going over, Zach. 422. Zach, enjoy the game. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening as I appreciate every single one of you that is here this morning. Even Derek? Or any day. Yeah, you know what? I got a lot of flack for that. And then it got called, well, he's a cyclone. That's why he cut him oh. off. Oh, no, it's not. This policy, folks, I've had it since 